Welcome to Third and Long as we rock it out to the tunes of Electric Mary, Let Me Out. We're Australia's newest podcast series providing you with 360 degree all access areas passed to all things in the NFL with an Aussie twist. Third and Long is brought to you by Little Birdie TV and topsport.com.au. And I welcome in our my co-hosts, my fellow panel members, a very big welcome to Mark Goodwell, who would be up and about given his New England Patriots are on a bit of a roll. Yes, good week for the Patriots, Corey. Um, you know, getting on a bit of a roll here, and we've got a uh, crucial game coming up this week against the Browns, which we'll get into a bit later. But uh, yeah, one of the uh, only winners, I think, on the panelists by looking at the caps you guys got on your heads. <laughs> yes. Now, we, uh, we have got another uh, panelist uh, moving forward. We've got a welcome in Top Rope now. Top Rope is. Uh, is I mean, sort of been, he's been away the last couple of weeks. He's had a very special reason. He's had baby Harry, and that's number two for Top Rope. Is that all in the Top Rope house? Is there no more additions moving forward, mate? Uh, TBD. TBD. Oh. <laughs> uh, we're, uh, we'll just get through number two and try and see if we can get some sleep beforehand. So, before making any of these uh, further life decisions. But, uh, no, great to have little Harry here, born. Uh, on smack bang in the middle of red zone a couple of weeks ago, so uh, sure to uh, sure to grow up a big big NFL man. Well, smart boy, and we all know that with N- N- red zone starting so early in the morning, there's nothing better than, especially if the baby won't sleep, you just put the baby in the pram, put the headphones on, mate, and go for a walk. There is nothing better. So nothing at all, nothing at all. It's uh, it, it, we've already we've already figured that out over the last two weeks. He's uh, become well aware of. Uh, yeah, getting the bottle left-handed as the uh, as the in-play betting goes on on the right hand, he's he's got the lot. Exactly right. Now, unfortunately, well, we have lost Australia's biggest Dallas Cowboys fan in Paige Cardona. She's <laughs> had to step away from third and long due to her work commitments, but I don't think we will see the last of Paige. So, whilst we're delighted to have Top Rope on, we're sad to leave. Paige is due to work, but I'm sure in the back end of the season we'll find a way to get her involved. Now. It's been a huge week in football, and boys, I don't think we could have had a crazier week nine of the NFL season, and my God, where do you start with this one, boys? I think the, I think the one we start with maybe the, the biggest upset first, I'll probably throw to you top rope first, the Bills, uh, I mean, going down to Jacksonville, how did you see that? Yeah, I uh, wasn't overly stunned that it was a bit closer than maybe the market anticipated, but sixth biggest upset of since 1990. So that's that's the kind of scale we're operating on here. And uh, look, Josh Allen's been kind of on the decline the last couple of weeks and a bit of a worry for the Bills at the moment. You know, not only they lose to a, a pretty lowly team, yeah, Jags had all that drama with Urban Meyer. Yeah, there's, there's been talk about they'll move on from him. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence went down in the game and missed a, missed a series there as well. So it's yeah, uh, got to be a concern for, for, for Buffalo. I, I, yeah, their offense, so many weapons, just not clicking. In the funny top rope that we, we'd even discussed this, whenever the pressure seems to be off Buffalo, they 
seem like they maybe get in front of themselves. Like now, the name escapes me. The first game of the one of the early games of the season where they got hit on the chin, I think, with a sloppy attitude, and this one again. So they're very good. That seems like they perform well. They need a good, healthy amount of pressure on them. But when they go in a cup, they've had a couple of these games that they've dropped during the season. Yeah, they've um, they've been yeah particularly poor in a couple of games as well as being outstanding in a couple of games. I think the game yeah they they snuck home against the Lions. 16-15 was, was one, and they lost to the Steelers 23-16 early in the year. So a couple of non-division games, not a lot of pressure. Then they've kind of come out and smoked some good sides. So it's a, a yeah, I've, I've not been a Buffalo fan all year, so I'm, I'm not probably not as surprised as most. But um, the fact Josh Allen was favourite for MVP last week, absolutely astonishing. He, was, he shouldn't have been favourite then, and he absolutely shouldn't be kind of in the mix now. Yeah, well, the, the other one now, Marco, we'll, we'll move on to one of the other games that was uh, just totally crazy. And even up until three-quarter time, you just would never have seen this in your wildest dreams. The Dallas Cowboys, they were down 30 to zip at one point. We didn't, we didn't, we definitely didn't see that one coming. No, that was, uh, it was definitely one of the upsets of the week. Uh, with Dallas coming, uh, you know, with our rolling Prescott back as quarterback, obviously, and uh, at home to get uh, blown up by uh, Denver, who had just let go Von Miller as well. Um, you know, they were going in opposite directions, you would have assumed. But, uh, yeah, Denver uh, stood up on the defense, which has been their strength, and uh, Dallas didn't know what hit them. So big loss for Dallas, and uh, they were the, not the only team that had a wake-up call for this week, as you mentioned. And look, some of the other one, the other ones, boys. I don't think. And again, top rope. I'll throw to you on this one. Imagine the, the swings in the betting in this one when, when we saw Kyler Murray was going to be out for the Arizona Cardinals, but Colt McCoy he just said, "No dramas, anyone. I'll just step up and I'll lead us to a thirty-one to seventeen victory on the 49ers turf." Yeah, the the Niners opened plus three in that game. I think jumped six and a half point favourites. Uh, no Murray and no Hopkins, of course, as well. Uh, they were disgraceful, the 49ers, absolutely disgraceful. They just lacked all kinds of toughness. They got away from the running game way too early when, when they fell in deficit. Uh, they just can't play from behind the 49ers. They just are not made up for it. They don't have the speed. They don't. They're, they're far too cute. And some of them miss tackling. Like, just simple stuff. Absolutely, yeah, very, very poor. This was a team that, yeah, I, among many, kind of touted as, as genuine yeah, Super Bowl title contenders. Yeah, they're going to struggle not to run last in this division. And the other one, Marco, there's a couple more games I want to cover off, but we were all pretty much writing the obituaries on the Tennessee Titans. And lo and behold, they, they march into Rams territory and, and get the job done 28 to 16. Yeah, massive win, wasn't it? We, uh, we, well, we hadn't put a pen through Tennessee. The obviously uh, losing the running back who. The week before, we had touted as a possible uh, MVP candidate uh, heading towards 2,000 yards. That uh, you know, they they just showed that the uh, the structure of their team and stuff they were able to put in uh, a new running back, get the job done. Tannehill st- stood up again. It was uh, on the defense really that got the job done. Um, your man Stafford, who you've touted most of the year, um, they looked to have the game under control early in the first quarter, Corey, and uh, you know, led 3-0 early, and then all of a sudden the, the three minutes after into the second quarter was just a nightmare for him. Um, he uh, he pulled a Wentz, a Wentz, as you put it on the text, um, throw, yes, he did. throwing the pass out from the end zone. Uh, 
to set up a touchdown and then and then his very next throw um, throws one to the sidelines and they run it back and all of a sudden two touchdowns and that was that was pretty much the ball game. Rams never recovered from that, so it was a really bad loss. And, uh, you know, as, as we said, not the only wake-up call for the week, but uh, it'll be interesting to see how they respond going forward. Uh, what have they got this week? I think they've got the 49ers. So uh, top rope's been the 49ers, so maybe the Rams can respond uh, in week 10. Now, look, the other one, top rope, I know we finished off this crazy round with the Steelers taking on the Bears, and it would only go down, of course, that a, a potential 65-yard field goal would, would really crown off the most wacky game, a wacky round of all time. But I think I'd rather talk about the positive in this game. Justin Fields, he really seems like he's, uh, I think there's a lot of Bears fans out there who've got a lot of calls for hope moving forward. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, but they are nurturing him. And one of the, I guess, you know, strengths of his game, which has kind of probably kept on a leash, is his running game. They're, they're kind of certainly trying to make him more of a passer. He's certainly kind of developing, but there's still plenty of erraticism there. But they haven't had a good quarterback since probably Jim McMahon in the uh, in the eighties, the, the the Bears. So uh, I reckon there's plenty of plenty of hope there. And look, uh, it's going to be it's going to be a tough couple of years. He's got a tough learning curve ahead of him. But you look at you know what the Bears have got in Justin Fields, and then kind of what the division rivals have got. The Packers have got in Jordan Love, and you know which side you'd rather be on. That's right. And look, boys. Unfortunately, I know we had a bit of a a wrap last week in terms of talking about where teams are at, but we are really at the halfway mark of the season now. And we've got three teams that we probably all think were performing better than expected. What's thoughts, Marco, on this bunch that I'll throw at you from Arizona, Tennessee and Dallas. If you were sitting here right now, who would you think out of those will go the deepest in the postseason? Uh, well, right now, I mean, Arizona are sitting at eight and one, um, and you know, as long as uh, they'll obviously get back uh, Kyler Murray and Hopkins, uh, probably this week, uh, they're still coming out of the toughest, the t- one of the toughest um, sections of the dr- uh, the draw, I guess. So I, I, I probably, I just, I just like Arizona's probably both sides of the ball. I think they're the more balanced of the teams uh, going forward. Tennessee is obviously. Um, got the win on the weekend, but long term, you know, somewhere down the track, not having Henry to go to um, against the good defenses, I think, still going to hurt them down the track. And and I wouldn't be pinning too many tickets on Tannehill when the, you know, when it gets serious at the back end and they're playing against the best defenses. I'm not sure Tannehill's going to take them uh, where they need to go. Dallas, I'm not sure. You know, they were rated probably a mid-range team at the start of the year. They got out of the blocks. Um, they were exposed poorly on the weekend. So if I'm going to pick one of those, I'm probably going to go to Cardinals just because I think they're the more balanced and they've got the better defense. And what about this for a, a bunch top rope? I'll throw these ones at you. Which one of these ones do you think can can get a kick in the in the in the back half of the season? You got Minnesota, Seattle, the 49ers, Miami, and Washington. Like which one? Do you think can sort of, you know, I mean, come home with a bit of a wet sail out of those ones? Yeah, there's no question that the team with the most talent uh, of that lot mob is the 49ers. But, uh, you know, and theoretically, so at least in the season, you would have thought they were pretty well coached. There's a few question marks being asked about Shanahan. They're in a, an incredibly tough division, though. I, I'd, I'd probably pick Minnesota out of that mob. Uh, they've had some close losses. They kind of just can't get over the line in these close games. Always, you know, the Chargers have always got kicking issues. You know, threw it away with some very conservative game calling down the stretch against against Baltimore when they really should have won that game. So, I think I think Minnesota probably will probably be the team of, of that lot to kind of make a run and 
and probably still sneak into a 17 plus. And look, boys, it's a it's a big topic of conversation. And at the moment, there may be a favourite team for Odell Beckham, which uh, I'll throw to you, Marco. Which team for you seems like it's a good fit? Like we're dealing with someone who's a bit of a, a temperamental character. I'll get that out. And uh, so which team in the NFL would you say is a good fit for both parties? It can't just be a one-way street. Well, where where I think he should go or end up and where I'd like him to go are probably two different questions to ask me, Corey. I'd love him to probably go to the Pats in terms of uh, providing another option for Mac Jones. Uh, the coach probably suits him more than most as well. Um, and, you know, you know Belichick loves taking on the project players. He's done it over his history there. And, uh, you know, the way the Patriots are going at the moment and, you know, with the Bills maybe... Uh, showing some uh, some weaknesses that maybe they can that win division and not have to rely on a wild card either. So I, I think the Patriots are, are one option. Uh, the other one, I think if if I'm Odell Beckham to go to, I'd be looking to go to somewhere like Green Bay Packers uh, to, to you know to, to have the chance to play with Rogers um, and be on the opposite side to Adams as well. Um, you know he's going to get he's probably going to see more of the ball. Uh, in terms of the balance there, uh, get a get a second defender, and I think somewhere you know at least they're a passing off offense. So, yeah, I, I'd I'd say maybe the Packers, but hopefully he can end up at the Patriots and uh, and give them uh, a good option out wide. Top rope, just on that, do you think it also if this was Tom Brady, look at what Tom Brady's done the last few years. They go out and get the best available talent. You know, I mean, even Antonio Brown, a lot of baggage, but they still brought him in because they wanted the talent. Does this show Green Bay's cards if they what they're going to do for the future if they go and get Odell Beckham? Because if they get Odell Beckham, that sort of suggests they're backing Aaron Rodgers in, doesn't it? Yeah, I think I think that for the rest of the year anyway, I think it's really pretty easy to cut Beckham if it doesn't work out. So I, I do think that if Green Bay get him, it will be a pretty big indication that and probably shouldn't be a surprise that they are really all in appeasing Aaron Rodgers after these couple of years of just like, well, you can't always get what you want. Yeah. And to me, the Packers would 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 be the ideal fit pending his personality. I, I'm not sure Beckham ending a spot with a young coach is an ideal situation, to, to, to be honest. I think he's a pretty hard disciplinarian. You also mentioned talent. When, when Antonio Brown went to Tampa Bay, even for all his off-field issues, still produced a lot on the field. Odell Beckham really hasn't done anything since 2016. Odell Beckham has been generally a pretty pretty underperforming wide receiver. He's had kind of durability issues. He's had the odd spectacular play, but consistently performing as a WR1 has been pretty rare. So I'm not 100% sure that obviously someone will take a risk on him, but I don't think the genuine contenders – with some sense, like a good example, I don't think the Rams would be look would be in the market for um, Odell Beckham, and perhaps typically they wouldn't. Obviously, they're, they're chasing stars, they're chasing big names. They're all in this season. I think they'd be happy enough to go with Van Jefferson as 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 their, as their deep man because he's probably producing more. So I, I can see some upside at the the Packers. I think he would be a great fit at the Patriots, uh, but whether Belichick wants to go through that, yeah. I don't know. I don't know that he got that much out of Antonio Brown there. 
either in terms of ability to kind of mesh with him as a personality. Can I ask top? Can I ask top Robbie, quick question, Corey? Is it more important for Beckham to perform going to a new team because he's maybe uh, on the decline in terms of his market value going forward for the year after that? This is maybe his last job interview, for a better word, going to a team where you know potential Super Bowl or playoffs at least that uh, he might toe the line a bit better, whether he goes to a, a new coach or not. Yeah, absolutely. Because like this, like this to me is playing it out a bit like you know, To at the end of his. At the end of his career, when he was kind of a, a journeyman, and he was always upset about not getting the ball, and always overrated his own ability. To, and this is not peak Tio. This is Tio towards the towards the end. And you know, this is yeah, he's going to have to showcase himself when he said he wants to play in a big market. And yeah, you know, I, I I can't really see a team where it's, it's going to work out that well for for Beckham, where he's going to feature feature, go to a big market, go to a genuine contender like. Yeah, you can probably feature if you went to the Houston Texans, but obviously you're not contending. All right. Well, um, on to the last one that we want to cover, and then we'll end up we'll throw it to the house. Uh, the New England Patriots, Marco, seeing as it's your beloved team, improved to five and four. They've they've uh, got the Browns this week. Where what are you seeing uh, in this back end of the season for Mac Jones and Bill Belichick and the gang? Yeah, well, it's a good to- topic to talk about at the moment, Corey. We are, you know, they, they've won a couple in the row, row now. I, I think this week's a good test with them against the Browns, uh, again at home. Um, you know, with the Bills obviously just faltering a little bit. And, you know, Mac Jones is doing nothing wrong. They're being well coached. We know their discipline. Uh, they just grind away on sides. But it's their defense that's allowing Mac Jones the comfort to not have to put too many points on the board to get the win. Uh, they've listen. They they got no excuses going forward from here. They're on the rise. They've got a, a decent back end of the draw as well in terms of their fixturing of who they play. They should be able to get enough wins. And if Baltimore don't get the uh, sorry Buffalo don't uh, lift their game, then maybe they can win that division. So all going well at the moment. We'll see this. We'll talk about it next week after the Browns. And let's uh, see where they'll go. You know, I mean, I I, I do think that the 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 Patriots are just building beautifully and if you ever want someone that comes into the back end of the season knows how to manage the this second half of the season it's bill belichick well that's been it for our news this week massive news in nfl let's hope for all the punters out there there's not as many dramatic storylines because we all got smashed last week so we wouldn't mind a bit more a, a week of normality but we'll soon throw to the house where we'll hear from top rope and marco with all the bets of this week Well, welcome back. Time now for To The House, which is brought to you by topsport.com.au. Family owned and operated for 35 years. Bet with a bookie you can trust. Bet with topsport.com.au. Marco, take it to the house. Okay, thanks, Corey. Okay, uh, this is where we discuss all betting options on the NFL. And uh, we don't need introducing because he's on from the start today. We've got uh, Nick Top Rope Tadeshi back. He... Uh, Delivered a 3-2 count from his uh, five options last week. It takes his overall season to 24-23 on his lines and total bets. Top rope, uh, just before we throw to you, we'll go to the graphic of the bookie wrap for week nine. And we can see here the favourites just chopping out at 50% for the week. A shocking week for covering for favourites. Four out of 14 at 28%. Uh, the totals and the home teams, you can see they're also at 50%. Season wrapped just quickly. The favourites low-balling at 60% this year. 
Uh, unbelievably, the, covering the line on the favourites at 43%. Total still going to the under by 5%. Home team splitting out at the 51 Top rope, we'll just uh, bring you in as we go over your results uh, for week nine here. Um, your book ended losses, but in the middle, um, you found New England uh, won comfortably, Atlanta the outsider at plus six, and also the Chargers scraping home to win by three. Pretty solid week from you in a week of chaos. <laughs> yeah, it was a pretty solid week, and the chaos wasn't uh, wasn't reserved for the uh, NFL fields. <laughs> uh, pretty chaotic on the home front too, so we managed to uh, get out of that with our head above water. So, uh, no, it was um, look. I'm 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 classically probably an underdog hunter, so uh, a good week for for my end, that's for sure. Yeah, very good. All right, we are onto the second half of the season now. So, top ropes uh, done all his uh, prelims, he's exercised, he's had his baby, he's back on board, and he's ready to fire. So. Week 10, we'll go through the eight games of the TV options. Our first game that we're going to look at, top rope, and also Corey will give his opinion as well. Baltimore on the Friday at uh, 12.20. Notice with the hour uh, going forward now, it's right in lunchtime. On ESPN, we've got Baltimore going to Miami. Uh, Current line here, the away favourite, very strong here. Baltimore, minus 7.5 line, total of 46. Two teams probably going different directions here. Top rope, the six and two uh, Baltimore Ravens against the lowly two and seven Miami. Uh, any chance of Miami at home causing the upset off a short week? Yeah, look, underdogs. Uh, uh, Miami have been pretty good, kind of heading into this season as a cover proposition, but they only covered just one or six as an underdog this year. So I'm, I'm my patience is running pretty thin with with, with Miami. Not a strong view here, Baltimore. One good thing had that Baltimore holds form is when their offense is firing. They've covered 12 of 16 off scoring 30 plus. Lean the Ravens here, but not a great deal of confidence. Corey, who's going to line up uh, for Miami at quarterback this week? Uh, Tua back, or they're going to keep with uh, Brissett? Yeah, I, I tend to not think it's going to matter too much in this one, Marco, especially with the rush defense of the Miami, Miami Dolphins. They're, they're 30th in the league, and we all. We all know how well the Baltimore Ravens uh, run the ball. So for mine, that's Baltimore's strength. They average 161 yards and Miami give up 111. So I, I think, look, even though they're, they're, the, they're the away team in this one, I think Baltimore will easily win this game. Okay, very good. Uh, not so much from top rope, but Corey uh, likes Baltimore there to kick off the week. Okay, uh, match two, we move to our Monday schedule here. The early start's now 5 a.m., so much more pleasurable. Uh, bit of daylight shown around the start here, gents. So we've got uh, New Orleans Saints travel to Tennessee to take on the Titans. Titans are the home favourite line of minus three flat and a lowish total of 45. Uh, top rope, we've got two competitive sides here, five and three Saints against the seven and two Titans. Uh, Fifth-ranked defence against the fifth offence. Titans are rolling. They've won five straight, even though they've lost their uh, running back. Any chance of uh, the Saints causing an upset here in Tennessee? Yeah, I like New Orleans this week. Uh, 23 and 8 against the spread as a road dog. 36 and 16 against the spread on the road, full top, full stop. Sean Payton uh, has the coaches' teams up pretty well to travel. Uh, they will play a pretty defensive brand. Uh, so I anticipate a reasonably low-scoring game. Uh, I think that plays in the hands of the Saints. So, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be taking the points this one. Reasonably confident on the odds. Okay, plus three for the Saints there for top rope. Corey, how do you see the game? 
Yeah, well, look, both teams, they've got both off- offences built on the run first and, and both defences opting at st- uh, stopping the run. So, look, last week, Tennessee were fantastic. Their defence was fantastic against the Rams and causing those turnovers against the Rams. The Saints were there 3-1 this season. Travel holds no fear, um, but still come back to no Henry to really even it up. Both teams have beaten uh, very good teams this season, so they're both very capable. I think it'll be one of the games of the round this, just because it's, you know, I mean, they're, they're both so so very even. I think I'm still going to lean towards Tennessee at home, though. All right, split there from the judges. Uh, be good viewing, so make sure you tune in. Get up early at 5 a.m. Match uh, three of the TV games. We've got uh, another very competitive game here. We've got the Cleveland Browns travelling to the New England Patriots. This one will be shown on 7 mate. Uh, the betting's jumped around here a little bit with uh, the news of Chubb being out for the uh, Browns. So we've got New England Patriots' slight favourite line of one at the moment and a low total again, 45 flat. Top rope, both teams five and four coming off wins last week. Patriots probably going a little better and maybe a little bit more consistent. How do you see this with uh, the news of Chubb coming out for the Browns? Yeah, it should be a great game. Uh, not overly worried about Chubb. Chubb missing. Uh, yeah, Darius Johnson is is obviously a very very good fill, and he was uh, was outstanding a couple of weeks back when uh, I think they took Denver to to, to the sword there. Uh, Pat's concerned me a little on that. They are doing a job when they should, but I'm not sure how they're going to go against probably teams that are equal or better than them. So they've covered just four of sixteen off a win, one of nine. Uh, sorry, one of five of eleven, fourteen plus. Cleveland have covered five or six as a road dog. I'm reasonably confident that Cleveland can get the job done. Okay, even without Chubb, top rope likes the Browns. Corey, big game for momentum for both sides here. How do you see this one? I think it's a massive game for Cleveland. I've been really critical this year that they haven't won a game of importance. When you look at their stats, a sixth in offense, seventh in defense, 21st in passing, they're number one in rushing. So they've got a very well-balanced format, the way they go about it. But the one stat that you can't escape with Cleveland, they've got to win a game of importance. And this is is a massive opportunity for them to go into a place like New England and get a scalp. Really looking forward to this one. Another great game this week. I'm going to finally pick the Cleveland Browns in this one. All right, both with the Browns there. Pretty uh, confident, both guys here. So if you're looking for an outsider to uh, in the early sections, maybe the Browns there at uh, the money line or the plus one at the line. Okay, we move on to uh, another good match here for the uh, defending champs here. We've got Tampa Bay travelling to the capital of Washington. This is also a 5 a.m. game. ESPN2 will be showing this one. Very strong away favourites here. Tampa Bay line of 10 flat and good size total at 51 flat. Top rope, uh, they mirror each other. Tampa Bay are six and two. Washington two and six. Washington have lost four straight now, and unfortunately, come up against the goat. Uh, he's going okay, Brady. He's had twenty-five touchdowns to five interceptions. Uh, the stats: What do you make of the Tampa Bay number one offense uh, against the twenty-ninth rank defense of Washington? The goat. I didn't know Joe Montana made a comeback. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, Sharp. Um, Oh, I can't. I can't have Washington here. Uh, I can't have them at all. They've covered just seven of twenty-seven for lost. Failed to cover the last five as a dog. Uh, big, big number to cover on the road here. But uh, Tampa Bay in a big bounce-back spot here. Covered five or six of the loss. Uh, I'd, I'd rather be with Brady and, and the Bucks here, laying the points. 
Okay, that's a rare tip. Take note there from top rope. He doesn't often go the minus, especially on the road, so uh, very strong there for Tampa Bay. Corey, both teams off the bye. What do you got for us? Yeah, I, I'm in agreement with uh, top rope on this one again as well. I, I just think uh, I know both teams are off the bye, but more importantly, Tom Brady could get back Gronk and Antonio Brown, and he's really missed them too is in his passing arsenal, which unbelievably he's still been playing pretty well as it is. And then you throw them two back in there. I do like that line that Top Rope has suggested. Both of the away favourite there. Okay, we move on to uh, the fifth match of the TV games. We've got Philadelphia travelling to the Denver Broncos here. These is in the 8.25 slot on seven, mate. Uh, home favourite here, slight Denver minus two and a half at the line, a low total of 44 flat. Top rope, pretty even contest this on stats. We've got uh, three and six Philly against the five and four Denver. Uh, Denver's got probably noted the second best defense. Is that enough to carry him uh, in a low total? Yeah, awful, awful game from a betting point of view. I definitely don't want to be in Philadelphia <laughs> or Jalen Hurts. I'm not excited about this one in the slightest. I'll be going with Teddy Covers. Teddy Bridgewater is just the most underrated quarterback in the NFL from a betting point of view. Uh, They've covered four or five off a win, four or five against the losing team. I'll be happy to ride uh, Denver in this one. Pretty small. Okay, small edge there for Denver. Corey, what are your thoughts on this game? Yeah, it seems like top rope. Though. Anytime I pick Denver, they always let me down. And uh, I'm hoping on this occasion, I'm, I saw what they did last week to the Dallas Cowboys. Can they do the same to another NFC, NFC East uh, team in the Philadelphia Eagles, I think they can. Like, I was a bit sceptical after they lost Von Miller, but, gee, they, they proved everyone uh, wrong last week, and I'll be joining you with Denver on this one. Okay, both picks there for Denver. Okay, we move into a few good games to finish off. We've got three to cover. The other 8.25 game is on ESPN. This is a cracking game here for mine. Two quarterbacks returning. We've got Seattle uh, travelling to Green Bay here. Green Bay favourite, minus three and a half line. Good size total, 49 and a half. Uh, as I said, both two MVP quarterbacks returning here, hopefully to line up against each other. Wilson v. Rogers. Uh, Seattle in a must-win game here, top rope. Why Green Bay 7-2 and two are just travelling very nicely. Um, both defensive-minded here, the ninth and sixth best defence. How do you see this one? Yeah, I yeah. But this is not a game you want to be betting on early here. Uh, anticipating both quarterbacks will start, Wilson and Rogers, but you're going to want to see kind of monitor news in this one because the line has the potential to swing pretty wildly in this one. Uh, all being equal, both starting, I'd rather be with the Packers. They've covered nine of ten off a loss. Fastro's a favourite. But the best bet in this game, one of the better bets of the week, uh, I'll be all over the under, and this is a game you can bet early, under 49 and a half. They'll only be this line will only drop if either of the quarterbacks miss out. But both huge under teams. Seattle 14 and 3 under in their last 17. The under is here in six straight Green Bay games, both in big under slots here. I don't think this game goes anywhere near 49 and a half. Yeah, I agree with you there, Top Rope. Uh, my, my number was a fair way to the under there as well. So I'm glad you're on board there, Corey. How do you see uh, this one? Assuming both quarterbacks start, who do you want to be on? Oh, look, I, I'm. Can't wait to to watch this game, especially Russell Wilson. I don't know for people out there, he's been working with Tim Grover, um, who was actually Michael Jordan's coach. Um, he's um, off-field weights coach or strength and conditioning coach. And he's made a rapid recovery with his finger. He's defied the odds. So looking forward to see how he's going to handle that. Aaron Rodgers with all the dramas around him with COVID. 
Uh, but one thing, Aaron Rodgers is amazing at putting all these distractions aside and then coming out and lighting it up. And I fully expect him to at home in a real great, great game of football on Monday morning. All right, we move on to the late game on Monday. This is the 12.20 p.m. game on ESPN. We've got uh, the preseason favourites here in Kansas City Chiefs. They travel to the new stadium in Las Vegas where everyone wants to play, in my opinion. We've got uh, the Chiefs, who are the away favourite at this stage, line minus 2.5, and And, uh, I like the total here, 52.5. Looks like there's going to be some action in Vegas uh, top rope, both on five wins, uh, divisional matchup. We've got Mahomes v. Carr. For mine, the stats are pretty even in this, and it might come down to which quarterback makes the least mistakes. How do you see this game? I have no idea how Vegas aren't favouring this one. Oh, I, exactly. I'll be, I'll be with the plus two and up. Like, there is a legacy with Kansas City, in particular reflective in, in the betting markets, where their, their actual standard of play is nowhere near reflected by their, their place in the betting market. They, they snuck home against a Jordan Love-led Packers last week. They didn't even cover. They've covered just five of their last 21 overall, two of their last 10 as a favourite. Absolutely give me the Raiders every day of the week here. I, I, I can't wait to back, back the Raiders this one. Cannot wait. Okay. We look like we're singing from the same hymn book here. Corey, you uh, were nodding in the background. How do you see this one? Yeah, I'm in, in a grant that Kansas City, they, we all think that they're, they're going to get rolling, they're going to do this. They haven't, they haven't done anything and they, they don't show anything at the moment to prove me anything uh, but raw, they're, they're not just doing yeah, they're not doing anything at the moment. So um, I think yeah, the, this one in Las Vegas, I, I, I would be definitely going with Vegas in this one. Okay, we're all on Las Vegas there at the plus two and a half. So uh, if you're up or down, it looks like a bit of a launch game for third and long punters here. Okay, we move on to our Tuesday game here. This is at quarter past 12 on a Tuesday ESPN. We've got a, another divisional matchup to finish off week 10. We've got the uh, LA Rams uh, playing the 49ers. Uh, the away favourite here, the Rams, minus four flat. Uh, solid total at 49 flat. Top rope, uh, the Rams at seven and two, and your 49ers now stand at three and five in what shapes as a must-win game here. Uh, both coming off losses last week, divisional rivals. Is this all or nothing for your 49ers who have now lost five of their last six? Oh, I think the boat may have even sailed on the 49ers, but uh, yeah, they've, got, they've obviously got to win this game. It's, uh, I reckon the Rams are there for the taking now. I reckon they're a team that also lacks toughness and are playing too cute, but I don't think the 49ers are the team to... To, to knock them off that perch here, probably lean towards the Rams. But the bet in this one, the clear bet in this game, are five chipper for me and uh, best of the week. Uh, the under, under 49 here. Oh, they're, they're both teams are a huge under angles here. Unders 22 and 7 when the Rams are favoured. The unders 19 and 7 when the Niners are uh, off a double digit home loss. Uh, there's two have a decent history as an under head to head. So I will be backing the under uh, Max Bellas. Okay, there you go. Uh, okay, top rope big on the under here. Corey, how do you see this game playing out? Will Von Miller debut? Uh, I think for all Rams fans, and it was a little bit disappointing he didn't debut last week. But look, we'll get to see him in at San Francisco, who, by the way, who would have thought that, you know, I mean, with all their home, home games, they're 0 and 4, and then the team they're playing are 4 and zip away. Um, I think, yeah, in this one, definitely on the Rams. 
Definitely on the Rams. Okay, there. That's our wrap for the eight TV games that we're going to uh, cover in this segment. If you like what you hear, please get to Little Birdie Pod. Look up the uh, Little Birdie Shop. Go to To The House to get all Top Ropes mail. He's back this week. He'll not only be tipping but detailed analysis and there's a few extras thrown in there. So for $22 a week, if you're serious about your NFL punting, please go and get To The House from Nick Top Rope Tedeschi. Okay, just before we move on, fellas, I just want to bring up the graphic for the Super Bowl betting that we've uh, gone after week nine, halfway through the season. There's been a lot of changes at the top, real condensed here. Uh, top rope, I'll start with you. We've got uh, Tampa Bay back favourites here at $6.50. You've already uh, put the uh, Shizens on the bills at $7, so you'd have them as a false favourite. Uh, if you're betting on one this week, who have you got on the list? Uh, first page of betting would be laying the bills, laying the Cardinals, laying the Rams. Uh, Bucks, you know, I'm just jumping to $6.50 this time of year, but deserved favourites. So probably should be shorter. Uh, I'll stick with the Ravens. I was on them pre-season. I think the ten dollars is still pretty good value there. I, I, I like that they've, uh, you know, I, they're, they're depth at receiver, and I like that they've got running backs that can just fill in. Which I, yeah, I, it says plenty about the system that Devonta Freeman can come and walk in and, and, and have an impact there straight away after Latavius Murray did the same and all the injuries that copped early in the year. So, um, yeah, I, I'm happy to be with the Ravens. Okay, Corey, who are you taking if you got one play this week for the Super Bowl? Well, looking at that, Mark, I, I think the one that jumps out to me as a little bit of value could still be the Green Bay Packers at $10. Um, they seem like if they can get rolling and get some momentum, but who knows with the Packers, it, it just seems like uh, for them, it's always come down to something dramatic happens in the playoffs and they can't find a way to make it to the Super Bowl. Could OBJ be the saviour that helps them get that extra step and pushes them over the line to make the Super Bowl in LA. Well, each week, our panel of four will be granted $100 to invest, which is sponsored by topsport.com.au. Topsport is Australia's biggest betting bookie. Bet where the pros get set. Now, all the profits, they go to my platform called Walk With Me Online, where we do some amazing things for people's physical and mental fitness. And now, let's have a look at how we've been going. Okay, Corey, unfortunately, we'll put up the graphic for week nine. You're not going to be happy with this one. We've gone 0-4 for the first time this year, uh, so that's not going to impress your bottom line coming to your platform. So we'll move straight along. Unfortunately, we'll make special note because uh, if we get the leaderboard up here, Corey was 8-0 for the season. Uh, he's finally found defeat, and he's, tasted, he's taken it hard this week. Uh, but he does lead at eight and one. Unfortunately, none of us made ground on him. So we still sit with a tally of $1,710. We are halfway through the season. So our target, I think we can lift it up and maybe get closer to 4,000 by the end of the season. Okay, we move on to week 10 predictions now. I'll start with you, Nick Top Rope Tedeschi. Uh, what are you tipping as your best for week 10? Uh, under 49 in the Rams and Niners game. Okay, patience there from Top Rope. He's betting in the last game, Corey. Uh, what are you start? You what are you having for your best bet? Yes, everyone has, has to lose eventually, Mark. But uh, <laughs> I went Baltimore this week at minus seven at the line. So let's hope that they can get it done. Okay, so we're bookending. Uh, Corey's opening up on the Friday game. Top Rope's finishing off in between. Paige has sent her tip in. She is tipping Arizona minus 10 flat at the line against Carolina. And myself, I'm not, you know, I'm going with my own team here. I know Top Rope said he liked the Browns, but I'm going to go the Pats at minus one currently in the betting there. 
and we're on to our Super Bowl party competition, which is actually not that far away considering we're halfway through the season. Now we'll let you know how you can join us. We'll just go backwards a little bit. We had a previous week's winner. Well, we actually had to name two. So we had, what have we got? Foles and Dylan Parks. They were closest to the margin with Indy when Indy won 45 to 30. So we'll be in contact about how you can join us for our Super Bowl party in February 2022, which is not that far away. This week's match, it's Friday 12-20, the Friday game. So we've got the early game to find out. Baltimore at Miami. Now, how you can enter for each of the first game, uh, you've got to nominate who wins and by what margin. For example, Baltimore by seven points on our socials. Uh, on Twitter, on Instagram, at Little Birdie TV and Third and Long TV. To qualify, you must tag at least two friends and one entry per person per week. If multiple entries are select the same scheme score, Third and Long will select one random entry. Make sure you get in it and hopefully we'll see you at our Super Bowl party. Well, that's the wrap for another show. Unbelievably, we are halfway through the year, which is a little bit sad. Big thanks to the third and long crew. Thanks to Top Rope, Marco, Paige, Borco, even Paige, you're not here. You can follow us on YouTube. Find us in the Apple Store on Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Also, follow us on socials at Little Birdie TV, Third and Long TV on Twitter or Instagram. And remember, for all your NFL action can be found at topsport.com.au. And remember, invest wisely, punters, and enjoy Week 10. <laughs>